What is up? What is up? What is up, everybody? This is Carmine Davis, and I'm shitting fucking bricks. This is the Carmine Davis show. We are in the middle of this election. I'm momentous, like it's. Oh. Okay, so to update, I like to re- record this at the last moment, especially for days like these. And events like these that are are moments is like that. <laughs> I can't help but think like how important this election is for people and like the message that moments like these send to people and, and people who are not white heterosexual men. Um, currently right now, Joe Biden is, of course, in the lead with 264 electoral votes. You know, he needs six more to win. We're waiting on Nevada to bring us on home. But at this point, Pennsylvania could switch. North Carolina can switch. Georgia can switch. Alaska is pretty much on to Trump. We're not worried about three electoral votes. We need six. Six for 270 for Biden. If you are a Trump supporter, unfollow. This per- <laughs> this is not going to be for you, okay? But anyway, okay, again, like this is the Carmine Davis Show. Make sure you follow, subscribe, like, rate the show. We're not going to be the usual format of the show. Um, this has just been a crazy year, um, an eventful year. Um, a tragic year, but I think it will end in such a triumphant note. We've lost so many people due to coronavirus. Um, people have been ripped from their families. Um, people have been debased, diminished. People are angry in these streets. They've been bashed. They've been treated less than. There has been a an unvarnished truth that has been exposed to all of us. And it's that these people really don't give a fuck about us if you are different. In any way, shape, or fashion, if you don't look like Trump, if you don't matter to Trump. And I think this moment is the fact that we are in a lead. This is what we need. Regardless of how you feel about Biden or Kamala or any of their politics, there needs to be a change. This man does not deserve a second term. Think about what it it is this moment is saying to the people if he wins. Now, the thing that's making me hold my breath and making me nervous is, of course, he is up tremendously. All we need is six electoral votes, and it is likely... This is likely a reality. Um, but like I said, I'm recording this at 10:30 p.m. Wednesday night. By the time you hear this and it gets to you, we you already know. I wish you could flash like flash into right now and tell me what the fuck it, um <laughs> that could happen in the next couple of hours. They're waiting on Nevada. I know Nevada says they're child they are giving you business hours tease okay so clock struck six or whatever and they are clocked out they are not trying to count all those votes it's been a amazing turnout um more people have voted than they i guess had any kind of idea or notion that they would and then there's so many mail-in ballots so many absentee ballots to count and that is what's whooping trump's ass they're coming in at one point these states are red and he is able to turn them thanks to the absentee vote i voted absentee um and it's just it's a great sign that they're although we don't have an instant answer answer considering all of the circumstances that we have going on right now with the coronavirus and pandemic and people are still on lockdown or people are um afraid to sit so close in the polls i saw some picture they were actually very social distance conscious but it's still i was rather i'd rather absentee vote 
And so I guess they had so many people absentee vote. Of course, if you don't know by now that it's taking longer than normal to come up with, to count the electoral votes and to count the votes entirely. So, but, um, we are going to kind of take our minds off of it for a little bit. And we're going to talk about some mess that happened in between this election. Cause it's been a lot. There's been a lot of mess going on in the last 48 hours. So much, so much, so much. And I, this is a pro woman, pro gay, pro positivity, pro, um, everybody show, but we've been kind of giving it to the black men lately. And I hear y'all and y'all, none of, nobody can come up and touch me and tell me that I told a lie. You know, and I ain't lying on nobody, but this week I kind of wanted to turn it to someone who won me over this last year, who was such an inspiration and who truly kind of, oh, I'm gonna have to give you the side eye. This hot topic this week is from, of course, lovebeescott.com. Shout out to lovebeescott.com. Make sure you click the link in the description box to read this article yourself. Don't just trust my word for it. Read it yourself. Click the link. Um, Kiki, we got to talk. We have got to talk. Kiki Palmer, Kiki Palmer, Kiki Palmer. Come on down. Okay. Kiki Palmer reacts to fan calling her boyfriend a colonizer. All right. Always candid about her life, actress Kiki Palmer uploaded a video to Twitter today that showed her kissing a white man. <sighs> I wish, and I wish you hadn't. Okay. Kiki Palmer reacted to a fan who criticized her for dating a Los Angeles white model named May Seven. The former Nickelodeon actress, now 27, was saddened. I. I wait. I hate. That they, every time I read an article regarding a woman, there is an age there. Have y'all noticed that? No matter the age or the, or it's always like an an age right there. But every time I read an article about Kanye, I don't, I don't remember how old Kanye West is. They do not discuss his age. Do y'all notice that? There is never an article like that I read that's hardly ever unless it's regarding their health. If you're talking about a male's like age, I don't know. That drives me insane. Like I've, it just drives me insane. But anyway, the former Nickelodeon actress now a certain age was saddened as one of her online followers described her boyfriend as a colonizer. It all started when Kiki called out hypocritical people in her cryptic tweet without naming anyone. She wrote, I see a lot of people living on one way, but voted another. When a follower scoffed like you, the star fired back. Sorry, sis. I'm not in the mood for <laughs> pseudo shade right now. LOL. Then the fan explained the issues with Kiki. Apparently they were not impressed by her new boyfriend as they responded. Oh, it's no shade at all. Love. I still rocks with you, but you kissing that colonizer, etc. Just wasn't the move in the time right now. Shrug. But again, if it's not that, then that's on me. I'm grown to admit it. Kiki quickly replied. LOL. I'm sad. That this is what you choose to tweet me about. Girl. God bless. The criticism came a few days after Kiki posted a video of her PDA with her boyfriend. She locked lips with him and wrote in her caption, rare footage of me in the process of becoming randomly suspicious of someone I trust because I'm struggle with distinguishing reality from a crippling anxiety and emotional trauma. I feel you. Earth signs. Kiki Palmer is a Virgo and I am a Capricorn. So that's my earth sign sister. But as an earth sign, I got to call you out, girl. But we'll get to that. The PDA video was sparked com- has also sparked comments from Los Angeles-based comedian writer Ashley Ray. Well, I know she liked white guys, but only because we slept with the same white guy. So step off my good sis. The comedian wrote in a post and deleted tweet. Kiki Palmer was first caught thirsting over May 7 on Instagram early this year in a photo of him wearing an unbuttoned denim jacket. She flirted, you have to make a decision. Either your jacket is on or is it off, sir? To which he replied, what can I say? And decides to miss is a real thing, honey. And she responded, not that that matters, not with matters of the heart, clearly. 
We started to hang out together before eventually becoming a couple. God bless, live your life, Kiki. Okay. That's nice. Um, I do kind of... I don't personally have an issue with it because I don't really care who people date like that. Like, it's not a personal issue. I've spoken about interracial dating on the show and all that. And um, some people I don't didn't take it kindly. But did I lie? There's I w- when I discuss about interracial dating, I'm talking about one type of interracial dating, not all interracial datings. I'm talking about the in the conveniently interracial dating. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the um the main dingo chasers, the BBC chasers, the swag chasers, the um the culture vultures who want the idea of a black man. They love the aesthetic of a black man. They love um the sex with a black man. They love the swag of a black man, but are not ready and equipped to handle the realities of a black man and what comes with them. And I feel the same thing is in reverse with uh, especially black women who are such a rare, I, I make no secret here that I feel like black women are, are God sent every single last one of them. They are ethereal. They, I feel like they're walking bottles of magic, you know, and we are supposed to respect and cherish. And I think that no matter who they date, white, black, Asian, um, green, blue, they need to understand that this is someone of magic, not someone of convenience, someone of swag or something exotic that they can say that they've had. And I feel a lot of times that that is the case. I'd say maybe half, I I don't know. I don't have a ratio for it, but a lot of the times it is that the idea of, oh, this white guy, oh, you know, do you see my chick? You know, I'm dating Beyonce right now. You know I mean? Like it's, I, I, I had a conversation with someone actually less than a year ago, this, this dude, I thought he was so really sweet. You know, they, of course he, he likes to tell everybody how he dates this black girl. I'm dating, you know, my, my chick, you know, she's black, she's black, she's black. Well, I'm thinking, you know, like, okay, that's cool. You know, I heard you the first, you know, three times you said it and he shows me a picture of her. Well, of course she's, you know, like she's not Kiki Palmer's complexion. She is lighter skin. And he, (laughs) he says with a straight face, he was like, um, yeah, that's my little monkey. He says, that's my little monkey. And I was like, are you serious? Like, this was like way like last year or something like that. I want to say the summer of last year, maybe. I knew, I mean, and he was just like, you know, yeah, that's my little monkey. That's my little monkey. You look at this lady and that's the only compliment or any kind of term of endearment that you can call her. He's like, no, really, when she she can do this thing and she she blows her her cheeks out and she puts her ears up and she's like a little monkey. It's so cute. You don't say shit like that. And and but that has nothing to do with Kiki Palmer. (laughs) I'm back. So my issue with Kiki Palmer is not right now, Kiki. Not right now. I think Kiki Palmer has done amazing work. All around in the last, I wouldn't even just say this year, the last couple of years, Kiki Palmer has become a true um, force, Twitter force in Hollywood, Um, not just black Hollywood, but she is a pillar in young black Hollywood right now. She is an example. Um, But like a Virgo, I feel like sometimes you forget that you're life has to imitate your art and vice versa. Like you can't talk about it. And, and then your, your choices have to be careful right now, (laughs) right now, Kiki, I get that. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. She should be able to date who she wants. We don't know this man, you know, we don't know what his intentions are. He could really truly, and I love Kiki, but right now it's kind of like a, no matter what people say, what you do, 
um, especially when you become vigilant and you've been you you're open and you speak about the things that are going on right now and for your people you have to be an example for your people if you're speaking for your people you kind of have to you know if you're walk, talking to talk you kind of have to walk the walk kiki and you she's never said that you know stay away from white people it's not the whole thing but right now kiki is not the good time we should see, you should be posting you marching right now or something. I don't know. Like, uh, not right now, Kiki. I just felt like the timing was very poor for her to, I think, and, and we can't lie and, and and be like, oh, she should be able to date who she wants. Everything in Hollywood, everything she's done has been strategic. You know, why now? Why stop now? You know what I mean? Like, you could have waited. We could have we heard about you and this man in January. Not right now, my Kiki. Not right now. I don't, again, for the record, I don't have any issues. <laughs> I don't take issue with her dating whomever. As long as he's respectful of her, he cherishes her for the, the beautiful icon she is. However, I do believe she is an example. I do believe right now it's poor for her image to be running around with that boy. I'm sorry. I know that sounds so... 20s white mother when she finds out her boyfriend is dating a black mom a bit but right now i i'm not even talking to white guys at all one i'm not interested in white guys after this year i'm sorry and it could be a personal thing after what i've seen and experienced this year especially from the white men and all that in my life i probably know two of them in my life right now that i can even tolerate i'm sorry that sounds racist that sounds horrible but they just keep batting out to me they keep keep missing the mark like every time i'm talking to one it's like you especially they always bring up blm they always bring up the issues that was going on in our community and it's the same thing i don't see race i don't see i don't get the big deal i don't i don't understand i don't i could never lay next to somebody who can never really understand what's keeping me up at night not a, not even them not understanding, but to diminish it and to act like it's something, some sort of anxiety that's not real. Because me personally, I'm not being abused by some, the idea and the notion that somebody out there is, it does give me anxiety. And I need someone who understands that. I don't need someone to kind of, not right now. <laughs> Not right now. Shit is too heavy right now. And seeing Kiki, yeah, I, I mean, I, will, I won't lie. Kiki has put herself in that position of this. It's just like finding out through all those years. Pam Greer might have been dating all kind of men back there, but you didn't see her with them. <laughs> I mean, and it's, she is. She put herself in that position to be a character, a, a someone for the movement a symbol of the movement she did that she did it well she did it beautifully but it kind of seems convenient now that you are sucking face right now during while so much racial tension is going on with you know what I mean like you we didn't have to see that (laughs) that's my point like what was the point of it we didn't have to there was no point I thought it was poor. It was poor timing. I love Kiki Palmer. I'm just going to be honest. I thought it was poor timing. You can fuck whoever you want. You know what I mean? Or she could date whoever she wants. This could be a serious man crush for her. This could be someone who she's taken seriously. But why post it to your millions of followers that you know have expectations for you in a different way? I don't know. It's just, to me, it's, it, I'm not looking at it in the sense of is interracial relationships wrong. It's just sort of horrible branding timing more than anything it's just like the gap them using this time to post that horrible ugly tacky ass sweater and if you don't know what i'm talking about there'll be a link in the description for it i felt like the timing is off and i felt like the timing is off for kiki palmer it's not like she was just a run-of-the-mill black dress out here and you know what i mean like she has put herself out there to be sister soldier. Now we need you right now, Kiki. 
right now? Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're going we're gonna to get off you, girl, because I still love Kiki. I love Kiki Bomber. I am here for everything. she, And I believe she can do whatever she wants in her personal life. But I feel like it is it was poor timing from the Kiki Palmer brand. So that's how I feel about it. But anyway, what do y'all think? It's probably not that deep to everybody, right? <laughs> Tweet me at Carmine Davis. Um, email me at Carmine Davis Show at gmail.com or Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis Show, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis. Let me know what you think. And if you're just tuning into this, uh, make sure you follow, subscribe, like, share, comment, rate the show because I'm not doing it just for my health. Okay? I'm doing this, you know. I'm trying to come up. I'm trying to chart on a Spotify chart. That's my goal in a year of the show to chart. And I can't do it without your help. So make sure you smash that subscribe button, that follow button, that rate button. Let me know what you think about this show. We're going to move on to the second segment. It's always the music, the artist spotlight. My favorite segment on the show. I always say that before I lead into it. And then I think I lie because I think the love and relationship is my favorite segment of the show. We get really juicy, but the artist segment is my meat and potatoes. I feel like this is the crux of the show. And today we're talking about, um, we're going to talk about the elephant in the room, um, Lil Wayne and Ice Cube and so many other black male artists and black men, period, who are rushing to the side of Donald Trump. Now, before we really, really get into it, how this wasn't a surprise to me at all, um, him, 50 Cent, Ice Cube, um, some other names have come out and offered their support for Donald Trump. Now, one, I want to start off by saying, do y'all remember when um, Chrisette Michelle came out and sung at the Donald Trump? Um, inauguration do y'all remember Chrisette Michelle no you don't remember her because we literally canceled her so swiftly so easy breezy it was insane Chrisette Michelle is still crying about that today her career has not at all at all, at all, at all, has not gotten back on track from her taking a huge check to go sing for Donald Trump. So I want to fast forward, and four years later, Lil Wayne, 50 Cent, Ice Cube have really kind of, I don't want to say set us back, but they kind of did. But they have... Those three artists, minus Ice Cube, those two have really had a very, you'd be a fool if you think that their endorsement of Trump is 110% genuine. Kanye West as well. I'm going to put Kanye West in that, 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 um, that group of men, black male hip hop artists who have spoken in support of someone who has who has called to war on your people, who tweeted a war for your on your people, who right now people there are men in KKK masks. Suiting up, suiting and booting right now to support this man. The, this man that you have supported, they are going out and oppressing, shooting, threatening, attacking people who look like you. And the man that you're supporting has said everything but stop. Don't do this. 
Don't do this in my name. That's the issue. You're supporting someone who is supporting people who are going out here, making videos, viral videos about their plans to destroy communities. Communities that you've come from. That's the issue. So, okay. There's a concept that I not I don't want to say I understand. There is an there's a concept there that I feel like Wayne, 50, Kanye, a lot of rappers, a lot of businessmen in particular, no different, white or black. And sometimes I am been, I've been guilty of this mindset of all money's green. You know, you just see money, dollar bill, dollar bill, dollar bill. It doesn't really matter. I'm sure these Trump supporting checks, like even Lil Pump, his brazen support for Trump. These are people who are being paid to come to these events. A king's ransom, a lot of money to come to these events, to tweet his support. No different than an ad. But these are large sums of money. I remember Chrisette Michelle saying that she got paid, what was it, $500,000? Chrisette Michelle got paid $500,000 to sing at the inauguration four, four years ago of Donald Trump. How much do you think that those men were paid now? To support Donald. How much do you think it costs? How much do you think it makes? But all of that does not matter. Because these are not men who are struggling financially. So that's the part that is confusing. That you're willing to sell out your people for some millions. That you don't even really need. That you don't need. It's just extra. It's that it's it means that little to you. An honest, true, um taking the steps to educate yourself on what this man stands for for the people who look like you. Yeah, when you're out of the hood and when you're out of the situation. Okay, just in case you've been living under a rock. You know what I mean? Just in case you have no idea what what are you talking about, doll? Like what are you what are you what are you saying? What are you talking about? Just in case you are living under a rock, let's give you a little backstory. Okay, Little Wayne and endorsement not only got him dumped, but there's a big question mark over this man. Okay, so backstory. Lil Wayne met with Donald Trump and praised the president's plan for black Americans. This is according to CNN. There's an article link in the description. Make sure you check it out. Read the whole thing for yourself. Rapper Lil Wayne met the president, Donald Trump, to discuss the president's plan for black Americans and apparently liked what he heard. Lil Wayne praised Trump in a tweet Thursday and shared a photo of the two men giving a thumbs up. Just had a great meeting with the real Donald Trump. Besides what he's done so far with criminal reform, the platinum plan is going to give the community real ownership. The rapper tweeted, he listened to what we had to say today and assured he will and can get it done. Trump's platinum plan, quote unquote, is geared towards black voters and includes a number of broad initiatives like building neighborhoods with the highest policing standards, expanding school choices and improving economic opportunity for black Americans to change, to change, to change, to change, to change. When the president unveiled the plan in late September, though, he did not specify what those economic initiatives for black Americans would entail. Maybe he told that to Wayne. Earlier this month, rapper Ice Cube, who 
once vowed he'd never endorse Trump, announced he was working with the president on developing his plan for black voters. Ice Cube defended his positions on Twitter, saying he'd advise anyone on the planet who has the power to help black Americans close, close the enormous wealth gap. It's unclear whether Lil Wayne is advising the president in a similar role. White House Press Secretary Kayla McKinney told reporters Thursday that Trump met Carter in Miami that day and Carter's team reached out to the White House. CNN has reached out to Lil Wayne for the comment on his meeting with Trump. Both Lil Wayne and the president have made widely criticized remarks regarding racial justice. Trump earlier this year called Black Lives Matter a symbol of hate and accused the movement of provoking killings of police officers. In 2016, Carter was criticized for an interview with Nightline when he said he didn't feel connected to the Black Lives Matter movement. I don't feel connected to a damn thing that ain't got nothing to do with me. He said at the time, Lil Wayne has mostly avoided commenting on racial justice issues since, though in May, he hosted Dr. Anthony Fauci on his Apple Music radio show to discuss the pandemic's impact on black Americans. The rapper asked Fauci if it was true African Americans were dying at a much higher rate than others in the U.S. Fauci told him it was and explained why. So that's as far as that goes. Okay. That was basically a little backstory and a little confirmation to give a little skin to the bones of my point. Um, He said that he does not feel connected to anything that does not involve him directly. And that is the thought process of a lot of these men that we have turned from broke to billionaires. A lot of them. And... I understand that thought process a little bit. Um, At one point, I didn't understand what another bitch had to do with me. To a certain degree, I still kind of do to a certain thing. But when there's no justice for one of us, it's not, it's none for none of us. I'm in my 20s. And I've learned that. I have friends who are not as fortunate as I am for whatever reason, their lives have turned and my life could, and could still turn like that. Anything can happen to us and getting back up on our feet or getting the fair um, means to getting back to an advantage to survival um, way of life, just to make it. It's not easy as it is for the average person. And that's an issue. Just the day-to-day tasks for us are not the same as it is for Trump. Walking to the store or going out and having a night out with your friends at the hole in the wall could easily turn to your death for any rhyme or reason. That's the issue. No matter how much money you make, Wayne, you could dye your your hair dreadlocks blonde all day. I've been there. You're still a nigga. You're still a nigga to these people. That doesn't exempt you from anything. That's why it was such a concern for you when you were talking to Fauci on your show about the coronavirus and how it affects black people's health. Because you still can't run from the fact that you are black and this will still affect you. It's the same thing. Racial injustice affects you. Even if it doesn't affect you, the idea of my friends, something happening to them, going from point A to point B on their day, and there's nothing that anybody could really do about it. There's no money that we can throw at it when these, the blue wall is up and there's a decision that was made. Ask Breonna Taylor's people. Ask George Floyd, ask anybody who has, who has been on the other side of the law. You have been on the other side of the law. But now that you have money and that you're comfortably nestled in the outskirts and the suburbia, you know, so am I. That doesn't mean that the people that you love are not. There's a sense of like out of touch, uh, 
that a lot of celebrities, especially is prominent with celebrity men, because celebrity women tend to be more maternal. It's sort of like when you see something happen, it's something that's happening to one of your own. You can put yourself in that shoes, that empathy and that sympathy that people have is very prominent in women. Men, a lot of men don't have that, and that's kind of scary. A lot of men, there were some men out there that do, you know, they have a very maternal spirit. But that's scary. And that's someone, these are people 50 Cent too. These are people who we support. We have giving, we bought vitamin water. I bought vitamin water. Y'all went out and bought every Carter album there is. Everything with Lil Wayne. I bought Yeezys. I bought all kinds of things. We help these people become millionaires, billionaires. They don't give a fuck about us. And that's the harsh reality, but don't just to go out and be so flagrant and to sit down with this man and shoot some pictures for a couple of million and with your thumbs up and approve a man who has sent forces out to raid and to kill and to destroy and to intimidate the people who look like you, your aunties, your uncles, your cousins, your sisters, your brothers. It's not okay. And I hope we don't let that slide. Oh, we don't let that slide. It's kind of tough because, you know, I still want to support Yeezy, a black owned brand, before I go out and directly support, you know, go directly to Adidas. You know, it's the same shit, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you still want to support, but God damn, it's hard to support you motherfuckers. And every week, y'all are saying something incredibly tone deaf the fact that even if you didn't mean it even if you don't give a damn about what's happening on these streets the fact that you can't even fake it to make it is the part that's concerning to me that the fact that you can't like drake the fact that you just the weekend like the fact that you can't leave let your pr do something for you (laughs) you you can't even bother with it you would have the audacity to go up there and do it. And I, I get that different people have different points of view, but I don't understand how you could have a different point of view and be so flagrant about it in times like these when this is a reality. It does not affect you directly right now, but it affects your fans. They're even back, think about to gay rights, which is not similar, but it's similar. There's a reason why a lot of heterosexual people supported gay rights because it affected their fan base, their core audience, their, the people who support them. The fact that you can't even do that for your own people is strange to me. It's very foreign and it's very weird. It's very weird. Very, very, very weird. People are dying. You could have died. You've been a victim of police brutality, Mr. Wayne. Because you are Wayne and you've been Wayne for probably longer than you've been Dwayne. That doesn't mean that that's not the reality. I don't know. Let me know what y'all think. Tweet me at Carmine Davis. Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis show. Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis. Um, email me Carmine Davis show at gmail show at carmondavis.com. I have all kinds of ways that you can touch, reach out and touch me. Let me know. Okay. We're going to move on to the last segment of this show. I've been looking at my phone, waiting for some kind of godsend that Nevada, all my tabs are <laughs> this election. Every last one of them are about this election. <laughs> But um, anyway, the last segment is usually the love and relationship segment or sex segment. Um, and it's kind of my favorite one. And this one is very interesting. This one is from Vice.com. And we are talking about the rise and rise, wink, wink, of voice dating. More intimate than texting, but less awkward than a phone call. Voice notes can tell you everything you need to know about a match. Now, the reason why this is interesting to me is because, one, <laughs> a little backstory. 
um, I used to be a phone sex operator. Bet you didn't know that. <laughs> but aside from that, I always felt like it was important for me to hear people's voices. I hate texting. I think texting is for people like maybe business, um, maybe um, some a best, best, best friend that, you know, you know, someone who understands your true intentions. You know, I think really quickly, girl, text me, girl, call me. But more importantly, even me and my best friends, when we have something important really quickly to tell each other, we send voice notes. Sometimes like the comedy of things, the hilarity of things, the dryness of things, the sensuality of things, the the romanticism, I think, <laughs> of things can only be defined by your tone of voice. And I think that translates to dating. I remember being on, you know, the phone boning for a living and you know, being on the phone with men and women and it was I knew immediately what they were into just by hearing their voice. Like I knew who to become, what to do, do all this and the third, you know, whether I had to be, what's up, baby, you know, what's up, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it was a long time. I'm rusty. But I think hearing people's voice is a good, what do you say, secondary to seeing their face. And I think voice dating is the wave. I saw it actually on Tinder, too, about sending voice notes. And I think that that's like a good way to also, I could never really date anybody whose voice I couldn't stand. Do you know what I'm saying? My big thing, I love accents. I love, I was used to date this dude from New York, from Brooklyn. And I used to date this dude from College Park. And the one thing I used to just repeat every, in New Orleans, I would repeat their accents all the time because it's so sexy. Like no matter what they say to you, you know, when, sometimes I just miss, I don't even miss them. I just miss the way they used to talk to me. You know what I'm saying? So voice dating to me also does not leave any real red receipts. You know, once they see it on iMessage, it disappears. So if you want to share, if you're like me and you are a fucking paranoid that one day something is going to leak of you that you say some crazy shit that you say in a text message is going to leak voice notes but anyway that's why i thought this link or this um topic was interesting back to the jump so when james met millie in a bar on a university trip to budapest last easter he immediately felt a spark she was funny beautiful and a good chat but the geography student was unsure how feasible starting a relationship was, given that he would be graduating soon and moving to London. James messaged Millie anyway, and they spoke on and off for a month before summer began. As someone who hates endless texting like me, he decided to send her a voice note on WhatsApp just before he boarded a plane to Brazil to go traveling. When Millie replied with an even longer voice note, James was pleased. He now credits voice notes with keeping the spark they had a live over the summer. They let you get a glimpse into someone's thoughts and how they tick. James says, you feel much more connected to the person and it brings that person to life a bit more. It is definitely more intimate than other forms of communication. One year on, James, one year on James and Millie are in a happy relationship. They are also a part of a growing number of people who enjoy sending voice notes when dating. In the past year, Bumble, Happen, and Hinge have added all added voice note features to their apps. Earlier this month, a new dating site called String launched with the tagline, Date With Your Voice. Singles up to single sign up to communicate with others using only voice notes voice notes dating is one stage up from communicating by text message but one stage down from being brave enough to actually have a conversation face-to-face or on the phone says relationship psychologist emma kinney it allows you to take the relationship to a different level and feel more intimate without um, any more bravery Kenny adds that in today's time short society, some people find that they can get more from a 30 second voice than a block of a text it's a good way to get to know someone if you're busy, but lazy, agrees Claudia, 23, who met the guy she's currently seeing on stream. 
I'm busy in the sense that I have a lot going on, but I'm lazy in the sense that I don't want to text. The voice noting works for me because I use my voice rather than thinking about texting and typing. Phone conversations can be awkward, Claudia adds, but voice notes are a quick way to find out whether you have a chemistry with someone. I was attracted to the guy I'm seeing and I was really attracted to his voice, she says. Kenny thinks that gaining a better understanding of someone's tone and humor before meeting can offer better insight into a kind of relationship you may have, too. Anything that can reduce the anticipatory anxiety and just make you feel like you know the person a little bit more is going to be helpful, she says. When you take, when you then take it to the next level, of actually meeting or speaking to each other over video, you've already done a difficult bit of building the relationship to the point where you don't feel as conscious or embarrassed as you may actually feel when you've not met somebody yet. Kenny continues, a lot of success of voice note dating hinges on timing and balance, says Nadine from Nottingham, who found voice noting guys from Tinder to be an effective way of filtering out those she wasn't interested in. But the 20-year-old does say that if she received a lot of voice notes from a Tinder match who she had barely spoken with, then it could be a red flag. A lot of the time, it depends on the vibe, she explains. If we didn't have the right vibe and we had only said hi and they're sending me voice notes, it is weird. It would feel as if we weren't there yet. However, like Claudia, Nadine thinks that an attractive voice can make all the difference. There is definitely such a thing as being attractive to someone's voice and the way that they speak she says adding that she is more inclined to meet up with someone if they have a voice note at first for many millennials it seems that voice notes have become an enjoyable middle ground between texting which can sometimes feel impersonal and the potential awkwardness of a phone call there's definitely less of a chance of misunderstanding over a voice note just says james when you are texting someone who you like and you overthink it, you can take hours crafting out a message or something. Over voice notes, you can't really do that. You just have to hit the button and speak. I agree. I agree. Read that full article. Click the link in the description. But I agree. I, I, I agree. I don't understand why it's so awkward to talk on the phone. I don't understand why it's so awkward for people to talk on the phone. And I don't understand why it's like when I talk on the phone, it's sort of like sometimes even talking to like older guys, like in their thirties or forties. And I've talked to people, dudes in their fifties. It's almost as if they don't know how to have conversations anymore. And my thing is, if I can't talk to you on the phone, how can I talk to you in person? Like if you are intimidated or shy to even speak to me, like over the phone, like, who wants somebody that's not, who's weird like that? I don't know. I think that is so weird. And I feel like maybe because we're not used to it so much, but just talk. Like open your mouth and say, what's on your mind? Like, what's the big deal? Like, I think that's when you, when I think that's a red flag that you're talking to an asshole or some or dumbass. You know what I'm saying? Like, they can't talk on the phone. You know, what is the big deal, but I get voice noting and it's in the middle. I was actually voice noting this guy that I was actually had like a crush on and I guess it was kind of um one sided but not one sided or I didn't really understand what the fuck the situation was, but I cut that motherfucker off. But I would send him a voice we we talk on the phone and he would the conversation was fine, but he would act like it was just like the worst like just like just talking on the phone was just like so horrible for him and we had great conversations but it just felt like like for, to me someone who's a communicator and, and I'm not the best communicator I'm working on it um I'm actually pretty shy for the most part like I'm very over analytical I try to find the right words I try not to bore people with certain things so I try to keep some things to myself but for me if I can talk on the phone I'm pretty easy to talk to I don't understand that's a red flag to me if you cannot communicate with me but even when I send voice notes he would not send me voice notes back which was I guess another sign that he just wasn't interested in communicating so but if they're not interested, I just wish they would leave you alone you know what I'm saying like, but that's neither here nor there I'm going on a tangent on something else but that's the show 
Still no word about if Biden got Nevada. <laughs> I am like so nervous. I'm in the same hoodie. Like if you know me, I don't really wear this is not a humble, this is not a brag, but I usually, this is kind of actually an issue, but I tend to not wear the same thing twice. And I've been wearing this hoodie. I've showered and stuff, but I've been wearing this hoodie and some kind of form of joggers for the last couple of days. Like I'm just sitting here shitting bricks, like trying to figure out what's going on. But by the time this airs and maybe by the time you hear it, you'll know who the winner is. Hopefully it's someone like Joe Biden and Kamala, like hopefully. I I just refer to her as her first name. Like she's like a Madonna to me at this point, like a Beyonce. But I just like I have this big fear of like it just turning in some weird way, shape, or more fashion. Because you know they'll do it. You know if there's any kind of inch some kind of segue, some kind of lead way, they'll turn this motherfucker. So I'm, but something tells me that we're in the right place, especially since we only need Nevada. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, that's the show. Next week, I have a very, very, very special guest coming. We were supposed to come this week, but with all this debate stuff going on, we need to be on our P's and Q's. You know what I'm saying? But I have a very special guest. And I'm so excited about it. I'm so excited about it. And I'm so excited for y'all to tune in next week and see and pay attention to the Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis show, all my socials, and you'll find out who I am having next week. But anyway, y'all be safe. I don't expect things to turn up, but child, these Trump supporters, these Trumpets are on some bullshit. So be on your P's and Q's. Don't be no example. But if they nook, you know what you got to do. I'm not condoning violence, but you know what you got to do. All right, I love y'all. Thank y'all for listening. And I'll see y'all next week.